Hey, everybody. Glad you're with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, for the chat, and I'm very delighted to introduce this audience, somebody who uh, probably in a lot of areas don't, doesn't need an introduction. I have watched this man wear many hats in their community <laughs> through the years. I have enjoyed his journalism, his writing journalism, his broadcasting journalism, sports events, that sort of thing. Uh I have uh, just emceed events. I've been to a lot of events, buddy. You, and you just do it. Whatever you, whatever you do, buddy, you do well. Oh, you're buddy too kind, Pearson, Dwight. Oh, you're Pearson. too kind. I'm, I'm the younger Dwight Henry. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> buddy Pearson is my guest today on the channel. I'm, I'm glad we have this opportunity to visit. I'm serious, man. I, you, I, I'm thinking about some uh, some events I've been to at UMC. You flow so well with it. You're writing. You're sports writing, I remember. And then, of course, uh, uh, I've heard you do a lot of radio shows, and it's just uh, – just hand you something, you just go with it. Well, you're very kind. You want to be my agent, Dwight? I mean, I'm telling I, I, you. I'm you're, really, yeah, yeah, no, I'm you're very kind. It's, I've been blessed to have a lot of opportunity in this area. And, you know, I mean, this is a great community. And, it really and is. It's, uh, it's been great uh, working in sports and uh, working at the newspaper and getting to broadcast games and, you know, doing all the things. And it's just, uh, it, it, it's such a great community and I love being a part of it. And yeah, I mean, I've gotten to see a lot of yeah, different things really and experience a lot. You're Sometimes right. I feel like Forrest Gump. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm the, the Forrest Gump of Cookville because I've gotten to do so many well, things. You've and you've moved around and done them well and networked and get along well with people. And, you know, I'm like, you. I came here in the 70s to yeah. go to Tech as a student. I meant to graduate and go home. Finally, <laughs> did manage to graduate. I crammed, I crammed four years of study into five. Exactly. I did too, <laughs> yes. And then, but I, I didn't go home because it became home. Uh, so we could talk about a lot of things. But what we want to focus on today on the chat is uh, uh, I'm also very proud and like to call you a, a Christian brother and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, and, I, that, and that, that feels good, doesn't it? You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and the phrase that came out of their mouth was, who'd have thought? Uh, yeah. Who would have thought? Because, uh, you know, 10 years ago, that's certainly not a path uh, that I looked like I was going to choose. And even five years ago, but that's kind of when I started down that road. But uh, I tell you, um, when God gets a hold of you, yeah. uh, there's uh, not a whole lot you can do, but just kind of give in and go with it. And so that's what I've kind of done. And, and it's, uh, man, it's been great. It, I've gone through ordination at the River Community Church, and now I'm, I'm getting the opportunity to be on full time there as a church playing resident and associate pastor. And it's just it's it's kind of like a dream job. I can't believe I get what you say go to work. I yeah, mean, really. It, you know, it's it's not even work. You know it, what I mean? It, you, really, isn't that, that I, I do, do that myself as yeah, a hospice chaplain? Oh. You know, I mean, you do what you love to do. You yes. encourage people, and they drop a little check in your bank account every couple of weeks. <laughs> so I mean, they're paying me to do this. Yes. It's just incredible. So it but, it is, and it's it is you know. A, a, a different, you know. Fortunately, I still get to broadcast a few games and yeah. uh, and and just do that because I love, lo- still love sports and love being around. Now that my kids are grown, I don't get to be that sports dad anymore. You know, I still got to kind of hang yeah. on somehow, whether it's coaching <laughs> or or doing some games. But I tell you, there's there's nothing like being. Uh, part of the uh, the gospel ministry and and hats off to you and what you do and and how you promote uh, the pastors and how you get to talk to them and open up and uh, just you know spread the word through the radio show that you do. Well, listen. I, in fact, I want to uh, later in in the show today kind of go down your journey a little sure. bit and, and 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 let folks who may not know all that it entailed a little get more involved. But I want to talk a little bit about something you mentioned your role at the River Church, and you've got something coming up that I find interesting just by its title, and I'm sure the content <laughs> will be fascinating. Also, Super Bro, Super Bro Night, Super Bro, yes, Super Bro Night. Tell me about what Super Bro Night is, <laughs> when it is, and and what we can expect. Well, one of the cool things I get to do with the river is I get to work with men's ministry. And we all know that, 
you know, sometimes it's not uh, it's not easy getting men to come out and, and get them to come to a conference or get them to come to things other than church. But, man, we've put together a night. It's the River and the Life Church working together to have a Super Bro night. You know, there's a big football game on that Saturday, February 13th. So on that Friday night, February 11th, we're having Super Bro night. So To precede could, Super Bowl night. To precede Super Bowl night. That's right. We come out. We've got food. Uh, we've got uh, some... some fun games that we're going to play and we've got a couple of messages from a couple of dynamic speakers of course pastor bobby davis at life church and steve taboo with the river community church they're both going to give messages we've got some great worship uh it's kind of an all-star worship band between both of the churches life church and river church and you know we just we want to have a night of fellowship with men and then we also want to challenge them because dwight you and i know that you know the men are supposed to be the head of the, the 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 spiritual head of the household and we're failing right now in America. Mm-hmm. We are, men are failing at that in America and we've got to get better. Yeah. I mean, do. if, if Christianity, if, you know, there's going to be a revival in this country, it's got to come through the men because we got to pick up the slack because we've dropped the ball. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, we want to challenge men. We want to get them out. We want to fellowship and we want to hear the good word and we want to invite everybody they can. It's $10. But now all the money is going to charity because Live Church has Next Step, which is a charity that's very close to their heart. And, of course, you know, Rising Above Ministries started out of the River Community Church with Jeff Davidson. And so those are the two charities that all the money is going to. So basically it's 10 bucks. You're giving a donation that's going to go to those charities. You're going to uh, get some food. Man, it's big. Uh, Bob Sotis uh, from the Life Church is going to oh, be yeah, cooking yeah. Uh, big quarter-pound hot dogs. And, yeah. uh, I love uh, Bob. Yeah. And <laughs> so we got some food. He's a hot and, dog himself. And Steve Chapman. <laughs> uh, he's one of the funniest. I don't know if you know Steve Chapman. I do. Uh, he I is do. hilarious. Yeah. Well, he's got uh, a game, Bro Code Trivia, which is going to be awesome. Bro, Say that again. Bro Code Trivia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's even going to be a tug of war now between a tug of war, a tug of war between Pastor Steve, Pastor Bobby, and a couple of associate pastors uh-huh. are going to get on stage and they're going to have a tug of war. Oh, right, that'll yeah. be that Life Church, the River Church. There. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> so they've been having a good time with it. We've put some promotional videos out. They've really yucked it up good. But man, it's going to be a fun time. Super Bro Night, February 11th. Uh, 5.45, that's when you come out and start eating. Uh, we'll open the the doors to the to the sanctuary about 6.15. We'll get started about 6.30. We'll be done about 8 o'clock. So uh, it's going to be about an hour and a half of just uh, good message, good fun, good food, and good worship. And encouraging men. And uh, encouraging men. We've, we've got about a minute left in this segment. In case uh, there might be someone listening who, not for me, where, where the River Church is, yeah. uh, Talk about the location. Well, uh, you know where that big cross is. Yeah, I, do. I think everybody knows where the big cross is. <laughs> it's from the interstate. Yes, it's, a, uh, it's right there uh, off the interstate. It's a Miracle Road. Uh, there's signs there that, um, that that direct you to the River Community Church. But, yeah, you see the big cross, you're right there. That's where it's at. It's, yeah. it's pretty easy Just to get, get to when you coming. see the big cross in Cookville. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, but we, we, we have a number of wonderful churches in the Cookville community. Yeah. But uh, the two senior pastors of those churches, uh, Pastor Bobby over at Life Church and Steve over at, uh, over at the River, what, a, what, a, what two fine men of God. 
uh, and that there's no rivalry between them, no. and they they work together well. And uh, this is going to be just I, I plan I'm planning to be there myself. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good food. Yeah, uh, tug of war. Can't a wait to see that of war, one. Yes. Can't wait to see that one. <laughs> uh, and two wonderful messages to, to encourage men. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're so glad you're with us uh, today on the chat. I'll be back with more of my uh, my guest, Buddy Pearson. You stay with us. Hey, we're back on the chat. My guest today, Buddy Pearson, and uh, we're going to come back and talk some more about Super Bro Night. Before Super the show. Bro but Night. I love that. Was that, Tom, was that your creative time? No, I got to tell you, that's a Steve DeBoo thing. Steve came up with that. That's a Steve DeBoo thing, and we ran it by Bobby Davis. He loved it. So, again, it's just uh, one of those things that's in conjunction with both Life Church and the River Community Church. You know, those two guys are creative, and I mean, oh, yeah. they're funny, and, and you know, they come up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So. Steve said Super Bowl night, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's the night before the Super Bowl. I want to talk some more about that, and particularly the responsibility. I love what you touched on, buddy, uh, responsibility that men have. I mean, uh, we could go along with that. But uh, tell me about, you know, you're, you meant, you touched on that. You're coming to the Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. that's uh, – tell, tell us that part of your story. You know, I, I didn't grow up in church. You know, I didn't have a godly influence at home. Uh, my dad uh, – my dad was a World War II veteran. He worked in a factory. He worked hard. He, um, you know, he provided for his family. And I tell you, I got a great work ethic from him. But he thought preachers were crooks, Christians were hypocrites, and he wasn't going to spend time taking us to church or doing anything that way. And so, uh, to him, you know, a successful son is somebody who can, you know. Uh, Pay your bills, but you know if you want to party, drink, whatever. If you want to, you know, date multiple girls, whatever. I mean, it, yeah. it was that kind of thing. I mean, it was, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of restrictions yeah. <laughs> or godly influence, and so that's kind of how I grew up. But I, you know, I got saved. I went, got invited to a Baptist little Baptist church, and I got saved when I was fifteen, and uh, so I kind of wanted better for myself uh, from that point on, and, and went to. Christian University, went to Union University, and that was a great experience. And But, you know, when I got out, uh, I started, you know, doing the things that other men do. You know, you start worrying about career, and you start worrying about that next job and, and you know, making more money and being successful and getting power and, and, and doing this and doing that. And with that came a lot of failed relationships because, you know, you don't know how to treat a woman. You're not, you're not, you, you don't have God with you, and, yes, and you know no. you can't have a godly marriage. You can't have a good marriage if God's not the center of it. And so I never had a good marriage because I never put God in the center of it. So I had several failed relationships leading up to, and you know, it just uh, one after another after another. And you know, finally, uh, even here after I got to Cookville and and was uh, managing editor at the newspaper, you know, I, I finally hit rock bottom where you know I was going through a bad divorce and I was drinking a lot and. You know, just I wasn't a good person. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, terrible. I was prideful and a cheat and a liar. And I mean, I just uh, was not good. And that's when, you know, God showed up and said, hey, I got a better way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Your, your way's not working very well. Is it, how's, <laughs> how's your way working out for yeah, you? How's yeah. that working out for you? You know, I'm uh, laughing. I know it wasn't funny, but I, get, no, I, get, I know where you're coming yeah, from. I get and, that. And so, you know, you, you're sober up in a jail cell at 4 a.m. in the morning, and all of a sudden you're thinking, well, hey, you know, God might have a little bit better, <laughs> uh, be better plan, plan for my life than I do. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it was one of those things where I wanted to start tapping into that and met a wonderful young lady who um, was a widow and, and she was going through some of the same things. But, you know, we uh, we really encouraged each other. And uh, even our relationship was very rocky at the beginning because we didn't put God in the middle. And it was it came down to us like, OK. If we're going to do this, we're going to go all in. Uh, 
Yeah. That means we're going to give our lives up to the Lord. We're going to, um, you know, be the best husband, be the best wife, uh, be the best mom, be the best dad. And it's all going to be Christ centered. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, we don't need to be doing this. And when we did that, and that was back in 2015, and that was, that was, what really changed uh, my life, my perspective, because then I knew then I realized that I not only had a responsibility for myself, but also for my wife and for the kids that I'd already had with a previous marriage, that I need to be a better dad. I needed to be the spiritual leader of the household. And even then, you know, I still got, you know, messed up, still made mistakes. Sure. Um, you know, that's our nature and then it's going to happen. But I realized then that that's that's what needs to happen, and so that's what I started focusing on. And man, the more I started focusing on that, the closer my walk just got with God. And and you know, we got involved at the River Community Church, and we started hosting a life group. And my wife started working there as secretary for a while, and then we just got involved in a lot of different ministries. And I really felt the call to ministry, which, trust me, uh, I never would have thought that, you know, that would have been something that I would have been called. Somebody told you 10 years ago, you'd be sitting here talking about this. She exactly. Said, you know, no, no, you need to, you need some medication or counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's funny is I got ordained uh, three days before COVID hit. Did you really? Yeah, so I always said, you know, I thought hell might freeze over if I got ordained, but instead it was COVID that hit. So that uh, just, how ironic is that? Wow. But, uh, wow. but then since then, uh, uh, it's been a great journey because yeah. uh, once I got ordained and I was able to to begin preaching someplace, uh, I preached at the rescue mission for a while. They were without a pastor, and man, that was what a blessing that was. I mean, those those people there blessed me more than I ever blessed them with the messages that I had. Um, just seeing you know what they had gone through and sure. what they were going through, and then had an opportunity to preach at some other churches and, and perform a wedding, and just you know it was all just coming together. And Steve Taboo has been on me to plant a church for four years. 2018, he took me to Exponential in Florida to this church planning conference, and I mean he really thought I was going to plant a church when we left there, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm nowhere near ready for this, <laughs> nowhere near. But I can tell you, a year ago. I stood on stage at the River Community Church, and I said, God was called for me to plant a church. And so this past year, I had kind of been praying about that, wasn't really sure what that looked like. Um, and in June, my life took a little different direction. I felt like God was telling uh, my wife and I that we need to sell our house. And now we had built a house at, at Southern Hills Golf Course. We had a pool, we had a basketball court, we had everything that our kids would ever want, but now they're gone off to college and it's just us. And I really felt like, you know, he's telling us that we need to sell the house. Well, you know the market. Oh, I yeah. Mean, we, we sold it in a day. Oh, yeah. Less, probably six hours. Yeah. And yeah. and for a lot more than... And, yeah, and more than you asked for. Yeah, maybe. It, it did. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, this is great. Well, now what? <laughs> Where are we going to live? Where are we going to live? <laughs> and what are we going to do? So... We thought we were going to to buy a fifth wheel, and we were going to travel, and we were going to go, you know, maybe do some evangelizing and things like that. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I was called to Lighthouse Christian Camp and to be the camp director. That's a wonderful ministry. What a wonderful ministry. And I mean, just like that. And I quit my job at Tech. I gave him my two-week notice. I spent seven weeks as a camp director there at Lighthouse Christian Camp. Awesome experience. We got to minister to over 430 kids. Wow. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Learned so much, was stretched so much as a Christian, and then we felt like God was calling us to do something else. So we left, and we had a little, about a three-month sabbatical, and 
uh, reflected in parade and caught your breath. Yep. Which you probably need to after a summer lighthouse. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, I that was that there. was uh, yeah. yeah. We needed to rest and we needed to to refresh. But uh, yeah, and then uh, things worked out at the river. Wow, what a story. Buddy Pearson is my guest today. We're so happy that you're with us. We'll chat more with Buddy uh, about his story and about Super Bro Night coming up soon. (laughs) You stay with us. Hey, happy to have you with us on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Glad to have with me my friend, Buddy Pearson. Buddy, thank you for sharing that testimony about your journey, your coming to the Lord and the various ways that God leads you. You know, I I was thinking while you you were talking there, uh, about the various experiences you've had in a relatively short period of time yeah. that you've, I mean, it's that you've, uh, that you've given yourself to ministry in the Lord. But you know, isn't it a wonderful thing, whether you're working at a camp, you're working at a church or whatever you're doing to walk away from a situation or even be in the middle of it and say, I was just used by God. Yeah. I, that is the best feeling in the world to know that and you, it's about God. Yeah. You might be the mouthpiece. You might be the vehicle. You might be, but right. it's about his power. It's about his Holy Spirit, about his word. But when you when you have an experience and you just you reflect on it and say, God just used me. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Talk about that. I tell you, it's, uh, it's unbelievable because, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I had to learn and really struggle with was pride and thinking that everything was about me. And now, you know, I know it's not about me, it's what God can do through us. And it's just like you said, yeah. you know, it ain't about us. Yeah. It's about how God uses us. He He takes, you know, people that you would never think. And, and I always go back to Matthew in the Bible, the tax collector, yeah. you know, oh, one of the whole, most hated men of his time. Yeah. And, you know, he became a disciple of Jesus. And, you know, you open the the New Testament. What's the first book of the New Testament? Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> right there from a from a tax collector during that time. Yeah, and I was right a, and I was a newspaper editor, so I'm just as close <laughs> as a tax collector uh, in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, how he can take people and just turn them into um, ambassadors for him and 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 to do things. It, it's just incredible, and and that's I think that's what I appreciate so much is that he's using me. Um, and, and I'll just tell you that, that if God can use me, he can use anybody yeah. because, you know, I would never would have thought that I would be where I am right now, working as an associate pastor at a church and, you know, trying to make a difference in people's lives when all I really cared about was my life, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about men and, and, you know, I, I have a passion for men's ministry right now because working at Lighthouse Christian Camp really opened my eyes to, you know, these kids come in and we get them for a week and you get to love on them and you get to minister to them for a week and their environment has them for 51 weeks out of the year. Mm -hmm. And if there's not a godly man influencing them at home, more than likely they're not going to keep getting discipled. They're not going to go to church. And, you know, it's just a one and done kind of thing as far as the camp goes until the next year. Sure. And so that's why, man, I have such a passion for, um, for us, Dwight, guys yeah. like you and me, to tell other men in the community, yeah. you know, man, it's time to step up. You know, would there be pornography in the world if it weren't for men? Probably not. No. Would there be sexual, uh, you know, drug use and, and, and alcohol abuse in the world if it weren't for men? Probably not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I we do. create a lot of problems, but you know what? We can fix a lot of problems. Yeah. Because if we get our hearts right and we start ministering to our families and our wives and the people around us at work the way we should, 
You want to talk about revival in this country? Yes, yes. It'll happen. But, man, it starts and with that, every man. And that's what this, and, you know, we, we talk about issues and problems and division and all like that. But basically, these are, at the core, problems of the heart. It is. It's problems hard issue. Of the heart. It's problems of the heart. And, you know, as the country go, you know, it all starts with that family unit. Yeah. And if the family unit is missing them, is literally physically missing the man, which these young men at, and ladies at the camp are, they don't have a father in the household sometimes. Right. Sometimes they have a father in the household that's absentee for all practical purposes or maybe not giving good leadership. Uh, but we've got, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, God, God, we're not. Over the women, no. they're helpmates, yes. but we are clearly the sp- supposed to be right. the spiritual leaders of the household, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about. Uh, in addition to the fun and the food and all that, it's super, it's super bro and I. Yeah. Uh, they're going to hear a couple of challenging messages about men. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're going to have to like to use your term, buddy. Step up, yeah. And you know, that's what Super Bro Night's all about. February 11th, that Friday night, uh, Super Bowl weekend. It's guys coming together. Uh, you know, let's fellowship. I tell you, the women do a great job yeah. of showing us what community and what fellowship looks like. I mean, they have conferences. Yeah. They've got, you know, special nights. And, man, they show up, yeah. uh, you know, have uh, fun. and, have fun. and yeah. you know, there's uh, – now I'm not saying it's something that, you know, that we're going to do all the time. But, you know, we should do it. You know, yeah. iron sharpens iron. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's accountability uh, that we need to have for each other. And, and encouragement that we need to have for each other. And you've got Steve Taboo and Bobby Davis that are two encouraging pastors. Both of whom are speaking that night. Yes, both yeah. of them are speaking that night. And, uh, man, it's going to be fun. We 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 put together a, a funny program that, uh, you know, they're going to laugh. Uh, you're going to be challenged. You're going to get fed. Uh, you're not going to go away hungry, that's for sure. Yeah. And hopefully uh, you won't go away physically hungry, but you're going to go away hungry for the the word and hungry to make a difference in this community. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And that and I, my my hope would be that 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 your church or someone would would kind of pick that up, and maybe at least on a quarterly basis, you know, because well, there's something about men getting yes. together. You're right, men getting together. We're we're not don't seem to be naturally as good at fellowship <laughs> as women do. We just kind of you have a few words right. and, we, and we go on. But iron does sharpen iron. Yeah. And for a group, I, I'm with a group of men we meet every Friday morning. There's about thirty of us, and and love the Lord, and have a little breakfast, and and have time of prayer request, and have a little devotional. And I leave there so so re, renewed and yeah. regenerated and that sort of thing. And that's that's what's going to happen that night. It is. It's what's going to happen that night. It really is. And and we do want that to be the start of something that we have. Uh, we've already talked about the next event being at Life Church, and yeah. and they'll host the next one. And that one might be in the fall. But at the River Community Church, we're going to start having. Uh, more events, breakfast, uh, Bible studies, those kind of thing. That's you know kind of what I've been tasked with, and I've got a passion for it. And I wanted I wanted to see it happen. I'm just hoping that God will use me and and really show up like I know He can. You know, we've got about a minute and a half left in, in the show today, but you, you were saying some things that yeah, I heard this term, buddy, unconscious preparation, mm-hmm. that God, you know, we're, what we're doing at one point is unconsciously preparing for the next. Yeah. And I heard you say what you learned at the at the camp there, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of lit your fire or what you're doing. It was, it was getting you ready for this, even though you didn't even know it. And That's I did, the benefit it, of serving an all-knowing God. And it took me three months to get to that point. I mean, I... I I literally did not work for three months, and and I've been working since I was sixteen years old. Wow! And and for me to just kind of wait on God 
was oh yeah it, it wasn't easy <laughs> but i'll tell you something really quick you're like me you want to you want to do it now yeah and, 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 and the funds were running out too so yeah. you know from a providing perspective but i started looking at secular jobs i started looking at getting back in the workforce i sent a resume out there was a job that i could have taken and i went ahead and i prayed about it i took my resume back i rescinded my application they called to give me the job Two hours later, after I turned that job down, Steve Debu called me with a job for the river. I okay, that's a God thing. That was a God thing. Buddy, thank you, sir. <laughs> Buddy Pearson has been my guest today. I'm so happy to have you join us. Join us next time for The Chat.